Hey, hey, it's on the lamb. On the lamb, on the lamb, on the lamb, lamb, lamb. Yeah, we've uh, taken a couple of years off. Yeah. But we're back. We're back. And um, it feels good to be back. It really does. Mm -hmm. We are, we are really been on the lamb. At the moment, we are in a very, I would have to say this is a very obscure location. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's just name it. Uh, oh, yeah. It's what smokehouse? We're we're uh, parked outside of a place called Charlie's Smokehouse, which is in Gills Rock, which is at the very tip of Door County, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, where you would want to take, uh, you could take a one of the many ferries over to Washington Island. This is, at Gills Rock, you can take a ferry, but you can't take your car on it. It's just for people and if you bring a bike or something. And if you yeah. go over to Northport, um, where we go from, you can take your car. Yeah. So we are sitting at Gills Rock, which is just a little enclave of, there's a motel <coughs> called the Shoreline Motel. <coughs> and a few shops. Listeners, you probably miss and, me coughing. Yeah. So anyway, there's a few shops here, Charlie's Smokehouse and a couple of gift shops. And uh, and here in the parking lot, we yeah. are looking at a trash-only <laughs> dumpster. Yeah. But it's really, it's okay. on the other side, there's a nice fence, picket fence. You can see the water. You can see the water it. in between the buildings. Yeah. and It's a little busy up here right yeah. now. There's, there's quite a few cars. Where I, I don't didn't expect it to be quite so busy up here. So. But there's some nice trees. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a little chipmunk trying to get into the trash can. Yeah, so we might be reporting on his activity in yeah. a little bit. But so we've been up here. Oh, about a week. About a week now. And, and uh, we have been having, yeah. we, we always are up here at the 4th of July. And this 4th of July, as I've been saying every day since we got because we got here, well, we got here June 29th. But this 4th of July weekend was a madhouse up here. I think there are more, seem to be more people up here this year than we've ever seen. Yeah, it's a glut. We're, we're always up here on the 4th of, of July. Humanity, yeah. Yeah, and it was just, it was a madhouse. We drove through um, Fish Creek like the next day and it is it was the still crazy. most clogged I've ever seen yeah. Fish Creek with people. I'm really, I, I mean, we've seen it busy before, but. We did our usual thing on that we do surrounding the 4th of July because the town, the different towns have their celebrations on different days, like their fireworks and stuff. So we basically look online to find out which towns to stay away from. And it's really a best idea to stay away from all of them. Yeah. Uh, so. And we're not, you know, it's like we just kind of reached a certain point. We realized if we really want to see fireworks again, we can search them out. But yeah. we've seen plenty we've, of fireworks we've in our seen lives. Plenty of fireworks from up here and from many other places. So and now it just becomes a nuisance so to deal with the people. Yeah, it's hard to find a place to park and a place to see the fireworks. And it's so, I think the last time we went was at Fish Creek, and we had like kids like just running across our blanket and everything and just kind of it was kind of a wild scene 
Well, there's that little squirrel. Yeah, is he a chipmunk yeah. or a squirrel? He looks like a little squirrel, actually. I think he's a, he's big, a little gray baby squirrel. squirrel. Looks like a fox squirrel. A fox squirrel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see his mm-hmm. reddish tail now. Yeah, so he's just dumpster diving. Well, good luck, buddy. So anyway, on the 4th of July, I think the 3rd and 4th of July, we went to our usual places, the Peninsula Pub. Highly yeah. recommend Peninsula Pub, which is in the middle of the peninsula, and uh, it's kind of out of the way. We pretty much recommend any place we go up here yeah. because it's all good. And then I think the next day, the actual 4th of July, we went to another favorite, recent favorite place called the Coyote Roadhouse. Yeah, that's right. On Little Kangaroo, Kangaroo Lake. Lake. This is one of the inland lakes on, in Door County. Mm-hmm. And it's that lake is very interesting because there's a road that goes uh, right across it. Um, and one side of the lake is very stagnant with a lot of weeds growing up out of it. And then the other side of the road is very, like there's waves, there's always chop on it and stuff yeah. like the wind's blowing. But the other Clearly side... the one with the chop has more depth to the mm-hmm. water. So anyway, this time when we went to um, uh, Coyote Roadhouse... We ate on their little patio. Yeah, which was really, which really Kangaroo nice. Lake. Really nice. That place is really took us a long. We, we've had it. Different people we've known have recommended it, but it just took us a while. Yeah, it's a recent. We started being able to go to more places because we stay up here longer. Yeah, and we're we, we don't just, just to stick limit to our favorites to that we insist on going. Yeah, when we'd to. only be up here a week, well, we'd say we'd have to de- like devote one yeah. day to this place, one day to this mm-hmm. place, and um, then leave a lot of room for new places. So we've been to our been to Wilson's, one of our all time faves. We did that the first day, first night, uh, and then Bayside Tavern, which is in Fish Creek, and. Then the Coyote Roadhouse and the Peninsula Pub, and uh, a <laughs> lady throwing garbage yeah. away and yeah. the squirrel. She had to chase the squirrel out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, and oh, and we've been to the Cornerstone. I know there was another place. We've been to the Cornerstone Pub in uh, Bailey's Harbor. Bailey's Harbor. And that's the place, of course, where we watch the fishermen come in at yeah, night. We've done that. We did that uh, last night. We all we head down to the to the Bailey's Harbor uh, Marina at right around the time the sun is setting, and then we just sit there and we watch the fishing boats come in. And last night. There was a after about quarter to nine. There was just a a non a nonstop a phone call phone call up from nobody um, from a unknown number. Well, that's no good. So we watched fishing boats come in until about a quarter to ten last night. Yeah, that was really nice, and we've got a good audio book to listen to. Ooh, yeah, let's put a shout-out on that. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, Preston and Child's Child. Preston and Child. Uh, it's what? It's Lincoln Child and who? Preston? Douglas Preston. Douglas Preston, who write the Agent Pendergast books, but they write other ones, too. Sometimes together and sometimes separately. But this one is together. Yeah. And it's from, like, 1999, so 20 years ago. 
and it, the main character is Nora Kelly, who is featured in the some, Agent, of, the Agent some of the Agent Pendergast books, and she's a an archaeologist that specializes in the southwestern um, cultures, cultures, the Native American cultures, the Anasazi, yeah, right. And so this one's called Thunderhead, and it's really, really good. Yeah, really good. I'm not going to say anything about it. Because no, you don't want there anything to be we say might be a spoiler. But it's uh, there's going to be a new Nora Kelly book coming out this August. So it's twenty years have gone by since Nora Kelly's had her own, her book, own again. book. Yeah, and um, we've never, you know, we, we're we've certainly kept up with all the Agent Pendergast books, but this was like a standalone book that uh, introduced her as a character, and we've never gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we are. I mean, it's excellent. It's like a complete surprise. I mean, I, you know, I should have expected it would be excellent, but it's almost like they kind of threw it away, and you know, they don't promote it themselves in any way. They're mostly with um, uh, the Agent Pendergast books, and they've got a new series out now, uh, the Gideon books. Yeah. Yeah. We listened to one of those, but we weren't that crazy about it. But it's still good. Yeah. Those guys are good. They can tell a good yeah, story. Yeah, they really, they always put a lot of um, interesting historical stuff in that, yeah. that's uh, really fascinating. And, and it just, you learn you learn a lot of stuff while you're hearing a, a really good story. Yeah. Just a really good mystery or whatever. No, it's... Um... They kind of verge on... On horror, I mean, they're oh they're, yeah, they're, oh yeah, they're very they're scary. Well, like mm-hmm. usual, this is not disappointing. This is uh, definitely, definitely uh, got some scary stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And so we're listening to that when we go down to the watch the boats come in. That's fun. That's just like a tradition we started, we started uh, that a couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah, and uh, I think the first time. We're with Dave and Wendy. Hi, Dave. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Dave. And um, they had brought us an old radio mystery, the Skeleton Key. Skeleton Key. Uh, with Vincent Price. And I think we listened to one called The Lighthouse. Yeah. And um, we thought that was fun. And then just coincidentally, like the next year, we had an um, audio book along with us. And we thought, oh, let's listen to some of that while we're watching the fishing boats come in. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to do this. This is a good place for it. And then this year, we just got a really, this book is kick-ass. So we're really enjoying it. But that's another thing. We have also listened uh, for a little while, a little earlier in the day, not at, uh, at dusk and after it gets dark, but... At Anclam Park. Yeah. Which is, which is over. another nice little park in Bailey's Harbor. Um, but it, it kind of, there's really, it's you're supposed to get out of there at dusk, I think. They don't, right. they don't want you just sitting there after dark. Whereas if you go over to the Harbor Marina, you can just sit there. And the, those boats, I think, would have come in all night. It was just yeah, a, ste- just a steady stream of fishing boats bed. coming in. Some of them are real little boats and some are 
big with families and a lot of kids and and they have a fish cleaning station there and people just unload their fish and they stand around and clean their fish and talk and it's just just a real it's it's a neat if you like the fishing village ambiance it really is nice yeah yeah and yeah it's, it is cool that they're you know they're pulling their boats out of the water and mm -hmm. they're cleaning the fish they got you know relatives pulling up and you know picking them up and stuff and, uh, and just so, on some nights if we if we stay if we eat at the cornerstone pub which is right across the street and they have a nice outdoor eating area sometimes the fog comes oh, into, yeah. the, into the harbor and there and just comes right across this and it's really cool yeah really very uh moody and atmospheric yeah. last night when we were driving home uh there were mists that came over the road that we drove through that were yeah. really very very spooky well mavis i want to ask you would you shut off the air conditioning for a mm -hmm. while yep i'm starting to shiver and what's the outside temperature what is there 73 we're in our car. Mm -hmm. I mean, we probably made that clear already. I'm talking about being parked. Yeah. But um, yeah, the weather up here has been—it's been warm during the day and cool at night. Yeah. Basically, is is uh, very comfortable, and yeah. we we hear reports from down home that things are it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> like hundred degree days, and so we came up here at a good time. We usually do, and yeah. uh, we're glad to be here for three weeks. Real glad. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just got done visiting the William Caxton Bookstore. It's rare and out-of-print books. Yeah. And We've some, been and going some to new, some new books. Some some new books, but not many. Yeah, and um, it has been a, a favorite place of ours to go i mean since the kids were little yeah and um we've been going there for literally decades yeah and uh the, the fellow that owns it is his name is kubi yeah. remember what his full name is it's kubit luchterhand That's and he goes it. by kubi Ku Ku kubit or kubi luchterhand and he's uh yeah he runs it and it's in ellison bay William Caxton Limited, just in this Yeah, little... I would really, if you're up here, seek it out. Yeah, because they've got, oh my it's gosh. It's amazing stuff. And he knows, you know, I, we were just there and we were talking to him and I, I told him I'll never forget the time I, we went in there. It was one of the first times we were there. And I said, do you have a book on the Peshtigo Fire, which is a famous fire that took place up here the same day as the Great Chicago Fire in 1871. So I wanted to read about it. So he literally turned around and put his hand up on a shelf and just took the book out. He knew. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much how he is. He just, yeah. You ask him about a book and he he knows if he has it, if it's any good, and where it is in the store. Yeah, he was trying to sell you one on the Little Ice Age and already, you already yeah, had it. He asked if I had the, it. Uh, I'm fascinated by the Little Ice Age, as they call it. Um, and I saw that there was a book on it, and I wanted to get that. And he said, oh, have you read the one by, and they gave the author's name as Fagan. I said, well, I don't know. And he said, well, I have a copy. And so he showed it to me, but I recognized the cover art. I didn't, I don't always recognize, don't always know the author. But I said, oh, I've read that one already. So now I got another one on the Little Ice Age. 
Yeah, and um, now is that book on the Peshtigo fire? No, no, no. The, I mean, the book on the little ice age that you already had. Mm-hmm. Did you get it from him or did you no, get it somewhere no, else? No, I got it somewhere else. I probably, I, I don't know, could have been anywhere. But I, um, yeah, I, I've had the other one for a while and it's very good too. And I got um, a young adult book from like the earlier part of the ni- 1900s or, or, or the end of the 19th century. The 1800s. I forget the date on this particular book, but it's by Horatio Alger, who wrote a lot of those young adult books. And um, was he the one that said, Go West, young man? Or is that somebody else? I'm not real sure about that. Who said that? Go West, young man. Or Go West, young rabbit. Let me just check it out. You keep talking. Okay, well, I'll keep talking. This one's called Lost in New York. And uh, I can't resist those old, old, creaky young adult books. I've got a little collection of them at home. I have a little library of them that I've built up over the years. And uh, Horace Greeley. Horace Greeley said, "Go west." It was in Horatio Alger. He said, on July thirteenth, eighteen sixty-five. He said. No, 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 sorry. Oh, he rephrased it slightly. Okay, listen to this. Mm. I'll just read it off my phone. Go west, young man, go west, was an expression first used by John Babson Lane Soul in the Terre Haute Express in 1851. It appealed to Horace Greeley, who rephrased it slightly in an editorial in the New York Times, New York Tribune, sorry, on July 13th, 1865, where he said, Go west, young man, and grow up with the country. So there uh, it is. Well, there, you, there it is, and mm-hmm. we all did. And I grew up liking to say, Go west, young rabbit. <laughs> Meaning to go, if you're Elmer Fudd, you want the rabbit to go rest. <laughs> because he's a tired little rabbit. So you say, Go west, young rabbit. <laughs> but... I may be the only person saying that. So let's see, what else have we been doing when we're while we're up here? We've been well, up here. We've done a few things. Oh, oh. Um, you want to? Um, you were going to get a hammered dulcimer. Oh yes. For your birthday. Yes. However. However, I there is a, a music store. I'll give it a shout out because it's really good in Fish Creek called Robin Jay's. And it, it recently has changed locations from a smaller store in what they call Founders Square in Fish Creek to a, a larger store. And a few years ago, uh, Bill bought me for my birthday a soprano, a wooden soprano recorder, which has got a little problem going on right now, but it might just be a humidity thing. Well, anyway, I went back into Robin Jay's just to see what they had and I saw a hammered dulcimer which is a it's a folk instrument stringed instrument some are you play with hammers you play with hammers like little like a stringed xylophone is basically what it's kind of like there's a mountain dulcimer which you put on your lap and you play with a pluck it like a guitar but uh it's a hammered dulcimer I was interested in but I thought there might be kind of looked online a little bit and looked at the prices 
and uh, they only had one variety there, one one model there for sale, which was uh, really it was really beautiful, but it was really really expensive. Yeah, well that and we we could have gotten we could have gotten it. We could have gotten it. But another thing is to it was very it was. With the stand and everything that came with it, it was quite a bit larger than I expected it to be. So we're going to, um, I'm going to do a little, do my homework on hammered dulcimers. And I do have a friend who plays a hammered dulcimer. So I want to talk to her, see if she's got any, any uh, recommendations. And I will eventually get one. But we drove to this other place. Other place. Then called Handverks, which is off of 57, on 57, between Bailey's Harbor and Sister Bay, uh, owned by a, a couple, uh, Grace and Gerhard Bernhard. And it's, they, they do garden, they do plants, they have a lot of plants for sale, so they have gardening things. And they've got this little building on their property that where they sell handmade instruments. They specialize in uh, harps and uh like ukuleles and um, ocarinas of all of all instruments, and this the man is a uh, he's a recorder player and an ocarina player. And the ocarina he showed me an ocarina recently invented where you can play harmony with yourself. Well, so this is recently yeah. invented. Yeah, I think so. And he showed me how to play the four note the, or the four hole ocarina, which was just a little thing he wore around his neck. <laughs> and he played Amazing Grace on this four-hole ocarina. Oh. So anyway, long story short, I bought, or Bill bought for me, an alto recorder. So now I'm working on the alto recorder, as opposed to the soprano recorder, which plays, uh, the notes are just placed differently on the, um, the holes. So anyway, Oof. the only challenge I'm finding about the alto recorder is that my hands are a little bit small for the alto recorder. So I'm just going to just work with it. We'll just stretch them. It's very seldom that you have to play, you have fingers on all the holes. So So it might work out okay. Yeah, but I but it, it really it really sounds nice. So I got got a book with it and I'm sitting in our lovely undisclosed location up here where we live and practicing it yeah it's nice to listen to you practice i love the sound of it it's nice it's so deep and yeah it's a very it's a very yeah. now it sounds like a wooden recorder to me but it, it's yeah, not it, re it really you really have to be i you know i'll be honest and i have a good ear i don't think i would be able to tell the difference if i wasn't looking well, if you told I, me that I, this I was really, a wooden one, I would think it was a wooden one. The tone is very, very similar. When people, these recorder bands, you know, these professional bands, authentic, you know, they're going to they're going to play the wooden instruments, you know, uh, to keep in if they're playing Bach or Handel or something like that, they're going to play with the wooden ones. But um, now the one I got is a Yamaha, and he told me that the, that uh, Japan makes the best plastic recorders and the best wooden recorders come from Germany so so um and Marge was afraid I was falling asleep yeah. but I'm not so anyway I'm enjoying my alto recorder 
and I will still be on the lookout for a hammered dulcimer. And I'll be looking out for a hammer sandwich. <laughs> but um, let's see, what else have we done up here? We've um, we we're not we haven't gone yet, but we're going to be going to the driving movie again. We'll, oh yeah, the Skyway we'll Drive-In, which is a Maybe lot of we'll fun. We'll even podcast during a showing of a yeah, movie. Yeah, we might. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it's actually. a real. It's a real. It was. Uh, Opened in 1950, and it really is very. It's really when you go through the little fence there and go back there, it's You're in just like world. yeah. You are in another world. They've got uh, kids, just you know, people put their open up their hatchbacks, and their kids are in there in their pajamas, and they they have two showings of the of they have two showings not of the same movie. They have a double feature, and you don't have to come in for both of them. You can come in. Right. They they keep the doors open all the way through about the first 15 minutes of the second movie. Yeah. The second movie starts about 10, 15. And so when you get out of there, you get out late. It's like, you know, it's after midnight when you get out of there. But last year we saw the one of the Jurassic Park sequels, and we also saw... Solo. Solo, the Star right. Wars movie. And the year Han Solo yeah. as a young man. And the year before we saw that... Uh, uh, redux oh, uh, of the Universal monster movies, The Mummy. The Mummy. With Tom... Tom Cruise. Cruise. I don't know. if They, they were supposed to do them yeah. of all the other... Like, they had uh, Russell Crowe playing Dr. Jekyll or something. Yeah. I, I don't think they've come off real good in the review, so I don't know. Yeah. It was enjoy for 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 what it was supposed to be, it wasn't, you know... It was what if you don't expect too some much scary moments. from it. Yeah, yeah there some, were some scary moments. But um, the thing is, when you're seeing a drive-in movie, your your level is of expectation is much lower. Yeah, and it's like it's just fun to be there watching the movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just checking the time. We got, yeah, we about got about, four more minutes. Yeah, about four minutes. And um, but we'll be going soon, and then we'll report on it. Like I said, we might even podcast during the actual yeah, movie. Yeah, the one we'd see. It looks like it's either going to be a choice of Aladdin, the live, the live uh, version, or possibly the Lion King. Right. And uh, I don't know if the Lion King will be showing by the time yeah. we leave or not. Yeah. They're kind of they're. They just play them until people stop. Yeah, they're not really being real uh, straightforward on what what's playing when. What's going to play next after? Yeah. Toy, well, Toy Story and Aladdin are the ones they've got yeah, on right Toy now. Toy Story Four. And um, that's a real good series. The Toy Story. I've only seen the first one, but I, everybody says how good the sequels are. But they're almost adult. Like, I guess, uh, number three, I don't know what happens. So this isn't a spoiler. I've just heard it's a tearjerker. Ah. And I don't know what is happening during Toy Story 4, but we're going to see the end of it, so it, we're going to get it spoiled for us, but I don't care. Um, if we ever want to see the others, we can. But um, the um, the point is... They play that first when it's still kind of light out. Yeah, yeah. And that's for the uh, 
the little kids. Yeah, I think it starts about 8.30. I think they, they yeah. start. Like last year, wasn't it the... Uh, oh, that... Uh, that the, Steve Carell does the voice in one of those animated movies. Um, it wasn't a Minion movie, was it? Yeah, it was one of the Minion movies. And... Um, I can't think of what that's invincible me or In, oh a despicable me despicable, despicable me. me yeah that was what was playing last it year it was the, the sequel to despicable me whatever that was called and uh, despicable you I don't know but it's probably just despicable me too I think that's what it was and then uh, that was still playing I mean we we saw that Jurassic World sequel with Chris Pratt and whatever that lady's name was. Yeah, I don't remember. I forget her. But um, that was what we saw first. Then right, there was like our last night up here, the, the movie changed. They still were showing the Despicable Me movie, but Solo. Yeah, so we, the so we decided. The Han to... Solo movie. So we saw it, and it was good. Yeah. So we have less than a minute left. So yeah. is there anything we need to say to wrap it up? Or oh uh, no, um, just uh, you come to Door County, you're gonna like it. And there's no way to describe it except to say people call it the Cape Cod of the Midwest, and I agree. I do too. So, so um, I guess with that, dear That's Mavis. That's all for me, Mavis. And that's all for me, Bill, or a.k.a. A the Chief. And, and uh, we got another 15 seconds if you want to plug anything. Um, uh, go to hammereddulcimer.com and <laughs> get some good deal on hammered dulcimers. Okay, and so it's all together now. Bye. Bye.